Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Ashley Kirkwood. I am founder of Speak Your Way to Cash and Mobile General Counsel, and I'm coming at you live this morning really quickly to just have a discussion, a quick discussion before I hop into a negotiation bright and early at 8.30 this morning, um, which is a little bit unusual for me. But I was coming at you guys this morning because I wanted to talk about what causes inaction, what causes you to not take action for things that you want. And I'm the host of the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, the Speak Your Way to Cash event series and coaching program, and also a law firm called Mobile General Counsel. And I work with thousands in a year, hundreds personally of very accomplished, very successful entrepreneurs, business owners, people who want to accomplish big things, people who have big goals. And so I was wondering you know, what causes this inaction? What is out there about that? All right. Good morning. Good morning. And if you can see me and hear me, okay, just drop a yes in the comments. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you're all good. If it's on the podcast, I know Sergio has got us covered. So what we're going to discuss is strategies for overcoming inaction, the root cause of inaction, and how you can get into action and why it's really, really, really critical the morning that you do so. And I'm going to start with a personal story. So I've been applying to this really prestigious fellowship for years. Like I've applied, I applied three years ago. I applied two years ago. I don't know if I applied last year, but their application cycle was coming back around. And it's something that I want, like I want to do this. And I was talking to my husband about it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to apply this year because they haven't accepted me for the last several years. And, And I just, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. And I don't think I should apply because I never get accepted and it's not working out. And I haven't gotten accepted yet and all these things. And my husband was like, no, I mean, you should apply. You, just have, you need to be more of yourself. If you're more yourself, you'll get it. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. Like, I don't want to waste my time. And he was like, okay, fine. Don't apply. Oh, okay. Okay. That's your advice. Just don't apply. And sure enough, sure enough, my husband saying don't apply literally shifted everything. I was like, dang. I'm about to go apply. And I woke up at like 5 a.m. the next morning and applied again for that fellowship. Now, if I get it, when I get it, (laughs) when I get it, I will tell you all about it. But I woke up and I applied and it was him saying, you know, don't do it then. Because for him, you know, he's very, my husband is very straightforward, very logical. And in his mind, he's like, okay, if you want to get this thing and you have to apply to get it and you don't apply, then you will never get it guaranteed. (laughs) Like it is guaranteed that you will never get it. And sometimes when I'm coaching people and I'm asking them, you know, how how did your pitches go last week? Or did you write the proposal? And what rate did you give them? And and I'm asking these questions and they're telling me like, oh, I didn't pitch or I told them a lower rate than I want or all of these different things. You know, I get a little like, but I thought you said you wanted the outcome that pitching will provide. I thought you said you wanted the outcome that charging more will provide. And when I find that people are not leaning into their purpose, they're not doing what they said they want to do, they're not shooting for big opportunities, there are typically a couple of reasons. One being the one that I just told you in that story. If you truly believe that you will fail, you will not try. Let me repeat that. 
This is very simple, but I promise you when I got this in my mind, it literally changed my life. You believe something either way, okay? People say like, oh, you need to believe in yourself. No, 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 no. You believe in yourself, whether it's a positive belief or a negative belief. Let me break it down. If you are not moving in the direction of your dreams, you believe that you will do nothing with the opportunity. That is what you are telling us, the people out here in the world, and yourself. Your, like, your belief in yourself, you have a belief system in yourself. OK, and if you're doing nothing, then it's because you believe that by doing nothing, that like you believe that doing nothing is the safest bet for your future. If you believe that by staying stagnant, doing nothing, you will be safer, you won't waste your time, then you will do nothing. Then you will do nothing. So everyone believes something about themselves. It's just a matter of whether it's positive or whether it's negative. And I've gotten, I've gotten a message that was like, man, you're talking a lot about belief lately and you used to talk all about sales and you used to tell us how to pitch directly and you used to tell us how to make all this money. And I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. I would tell people how to pitch, give them swipe files, tell them, I, I would do all of that. And guess what? People still wouldn't pitch. So it's not that you need more information it's that you need to readjust your belief systems. And let me tell you why I personally believe a lot of adults are not achieving at the level they want to achieve right now. I believe it has a lot to do with how you were taught to fear the word no. Okay, stick with me on this. <laughs> stick with me on this because I think it's going to be really uh, helpful and impactful. I was out with my daughter we went to two places, we went to the Apple store and at the Apple store, there was a woman literally cursing her kid out. Like it was like, I mean, I can't repeat it obviously, but she was cussing that little boy out. Okay. This woman was cursing her son out at the Apple store. And this baby was like two, maybe three years old. Wasn't even doing anything that bad. Cursing this kid out, telling him, no, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't stop that. What are you doing? You going to embarrass me. Boy, if you don't sit your bleep, 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 bleep down, you're going to bleep, 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 bleep. I'm going to knock you up. Like it was and I mean, like in a packed Apple store, like she had no shame. Okay. That's situation A. Then we go to brunch at the Four Seasons. Now this little girl, there's another little girl, uh, a white little girl. This girl's doing backflips on couches. Like, like she was like running around in circles around everything. And her mom told her, her mom was like, look, if anyone comes at you and says anything inappropriate, then you let me know because you should feel just as comfortable here as anyone else. Okay, so look, I'm like, now my baby is sitting in her her, her high chair and she's just sitting there because she's not about to run around. But, but she was sitting there and she's very calm and everyone always compliments my daughter. And they're like, oh, she's so well behaved. She can do all these things, all this stuff, right? I'm gonna get to the point. I personally believe that a lot of people do not pitch for big opportunities. They don't go after things because when we were children, each of us were taught to have a particular relationship with the word no. Some of us were taught that no is a word to be feared. Like if someone tells you no, you have to stop. Some of us were taught that you have to make everyone else around you comfortable because if you don't, danger will come. Bad things will happen. You will embarrass your parents. Some of us were literally taught that if someone tells us no, we have to stop. Some of us were taught that no is synonymous with stop, but then there are others. OK, there are others that are taught that if you want to make people uncomfortable, then do it, then do it, because you have every right to be wherever you are. Some of us were taught to take up space. Some parents were like, no, nah, baby, you want to run around this this beautiful resort and you run around because mommy paid for it. Some of us were taught it doesn't matter 
what other people think or feel. Your job is not to make other people comfortable. Now, I gave you all two extreme examples. Whether you were the kid getting cussed out, told that if you were told no, that you better stop, or whether you were the child that was empowered to explore and play and run around and everybody else, you know, be darned, right? And maybe you were somewhere in the middle. As an adult and in business, yes, you should be respectful of your fellow man. Yes, you should want people to feel good about things, but, but other people's feelings are not your responsibility. And when you take them on, it will become your burden. And you know what happens when people carry a whole lot of extra baggage up a really big hill? They often, if they get to the top, get there extremely tired and a whole lot slower. And so if you're wondering why you don't have energy to do the things you want to do, why you don't have the vigor that you used to have about life, why you can't do the necessary things to grow your business and move it forward, why you can't fire the people that need to be fired, why you can't hire the people that need to be hired, it's likely because you are carrying the burden of other people's feelings. And guess what's the crazy part to me? And I've done it. I have been here and done this. I will be sitting up in my house deciding not to send a pitch to someone I know I need to pitch, not to follow up with someone that I know I need to pitch. And guess what? The other person wouldn't even know me. Let me make it plain. You know, <laughs> when I train speakers on how to land these large speaking engagements that we land over here in this, this part of the world, right? We are oftentimes having conversations and pitching people who do not know us personally, which means whether they say yes or say no, my day-to-day -day life will not change dramatically either way. And so what I want you to think about is what are the stories you're telling yourself that are keeping you from the action you know you need to take? And if you took the action and the worst case scenario happened, someone told you no, why does that even matter? Why does that even matter? It shouldn't matter. Let the people tell you no, please. I had a woman tell me the other day, she was like, I don't want to be on your email list. I don't want to get any emails from you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, ma'am, you subscribed. Okay, that's number one. And number two, ma'am, it is not a problem. You can unsubscribe. Either way, my day-to-day -day gonna look just about the same. So <laughs> I say all this to say, we need to, as adults, think very critically about the relationship with no that we developed as children. How were you scolded? How were you taught to recoup from like a failure, right? What were you told about, about no and stop and the relationship? Because for a lot of people, if they are told the word no, it is synonymous with the word stop. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. No can mean pivot. No can mean not now. No can mean it's not a good time. But, but what I see, here's what I see. Someone tells you no and you don't inquire. Here's the thing. And, and this is confidence at play. This is confidence at work. People ask all the time, well, how do you build confidence? You're so confident, blah, blah, blah. I have confidence because I have been told no so many times, like so many times. However, because I have kept moving forward, I have seen, I was going to use a real churchy where I was going to say, I've seen fruit in my life. You know what I mean? Y'all Christian folks, y'all will get that. But I have seen results in my life from continuing to move forward. And you know what else? I have so many seeds in the ground that I'm not anxiously looking for harvest from all of them. Most people cannot, like 
the reason why one no throws you way off is because you don't have enough seeds in the ground. You're not connecting with enough people. So if one person tells you no, you're like, well, dang, that's my only prospect this year. That's my only prospect this month. If they tell me no, oh no, that was my only plan. But that is not a business strategy. So for me, no one likes to be told no, okay? But I understand that the no's are necessary to get to the yeses. I also understand that one way's no's have blessed me in my life is by making room for the right opportunity. I This is what happens mentally for me when someone tells me no. So I was uh, pitching for a speaking engagement and the woman was like, no, because you know we don't have, and at the time it was like $7,000. She was like, we don't have $7,000. We need you to do it for $5,000. And I was like, nope, I can't do that. So I said no to her. She said no to my initial offer. And you know what it did? It made room. It made room for me to take on opportunities, for me to pitch bigger clients, for me to make more impact. And so sometimes you're getting told no, and you're looking at it like rejection when all it's doing is like clearing the way for you. I want you to imagine with me right now a field filled with grass, like tall grass, right? And then I want you to imagine no as a tool. What no is doing for you is it's doing this. Okay. Woo, I got more time. She said no. Oh, they don't have my budget. Clearing the room for someone that does. Because guess what? Time is way more valuable than money. Please. If someone came to me right now and was like, look, Ashley, I'm going to give you a guaranteed 150 more years in life. I'm going to give you time. But you're going to have to give me some money. Okay. That is what great service providers do. They take things off of your plate so that you have more time. What bad service providers do is they are so poor at their job that they put more things onto your plate so they waste your time. The number one reason why I have had to let people go is because they have wasted my time. You can't waste my time. And you know, the truth of the matter is, if I'm being 100% honest and transparent with you all, whenever someone wastes my time, I have allowed it and it's somewhat my fault. You know what I mean? So even in instances where I'm like, I hire you to do a job, you don't do a job. Typically, that means there's something wrong with my process. I didn't clarify expectations. But whatever the case may be, at the moment that I have realized that what you are is a time waster, it is my job and my responsibility to cut you out of my life. That's on me. And yeah, it's going to mean some uncomfortable conversations. And yes, it's going to mean I'm going to have to boss up and do what I need to do and have the conversations that I need to have. And it's going to mean that I'm going to make someone else uncomfortable. But guess what? My purpose is worth that. Quick question. Will you let me coach you for three days? Look, I know that it will be life-changing. I have seen it with my own eyes. So I want you to join me at Speak Your Way to Cash Live 2021, November 4th through the 6th. It's a hybrid event and it's our sixth one, okay? I'm not trying these strategies out on you all. I'll be teaching you what you need to land five and six-figure corporate speaking contracts, grow your speaking business, sell to large and medium-sized corporations as well as colleges, and get the press that you need to start getting some of those inbound inquiries that everyone wants. We'll cover pitching. We'll cover press. We'll cover assembling your proposal and proposal writing. We'll make sure that we also cover how to deliver a rock-solid speech, develop your framework, and guess what, guys? If you've attended in the past, this year is 100% new content, same focus. All right. So I want you to join me there. 
And if you get a VIP ticket, you can meet me live. We will be live and in person in Chicago, Illinois. And so come on in. We have various safety protocols to keep everyone safe, but it's going to be one of the best investments you make in your life. And our reviews tell us that is a 100% truth. All right. So if you want to come, just go to speakyourwaytocash.com slash event. Speakyourwaytocash.com slash event because I want to coach you for three days and help you to start speaking your way to cash. Talk to you soon, guys. Let's get back to this episode. Some of you are operating as if what you have on the inside of you, your purpose, your gift is not the very thing that can change your family's like family history and could change the lives of so many other people, but it can. And so there's a sense of urgency that you have to move with because guess what? Life is not promised. It's not. And if you're out here moving as though you have an unlimited amount of time and you have time to waste with all these people who ain't talking about nothing, all these people that don't want to achieve anything, then good luck. Because like this week, I had a a classmate pass away. I found out about a classmate passing away. This brother was in his, like doing the thing that he wanted to do on this earth. And I had seen the growth and I'd recently told him like, man, you're crushing it. Like you're out here (laughs) making music, changing lives. His, you could see from like the, when, when he started to where he was now, where he is now, where his music is now, the growth, you could see the growth, you could see the expansion. And so I want you to think about the no's that you're getting in your life as space makers. They're just making space. You're in a a field with big grass and all the no is doing is clearing the path for you. See, if you can properly evaluate the things that are happening in your life, the no's that you're getting, the yeses that you're getting, the opportunities that are coming your way, you'll realize that they're clearing a path for you, that they're telling you something. And so for every speaker out there who isn't where they want to be, who isn't pitching where they want to pitch, who isn't doing the things they want to do. I want you to figure out which of these four things is causing it. There's four things. One, the fear of failure. You will not move if you genuinely believe it will not work. Whatever it is, you will not move if you do not believe it will work. Okay, that's number one. So if you have a fear of failure, if I do this, it'll fail. It it won't work. And we and I have There's another episode where I talk about why it's really important to get over the, because it's not the fear of private failure. It's the fear of public failure that keeps most people stagnant. So if you're someone who struggles with, oh my goodness, I don't want to be embarrassed. That typically comes from the way you were, the way you were talked to and raised as a child, the what, what you were taught about embarrassment. Nobody wants to make their parents, nobody wants to embarrass good parents. I'll say that because I don't know what what situations people got. No one wants to. I don't think any. I've I've never met anyone who's like my mom was amazing. I can't wait to embarrass her in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to embarrass the parents. But I believe it was Lovey. She was a blogger. She is a blogger, and she was saying that you need to be so committed to your vision, your your dreams, your goals that you're okay with embarrassing your parents. And I'm paraphrasing. Go back and look at what sis said. But, but essentially, the the theme of it was. Some people are not following their dreams and going after what they want because they're they're afraid and they're worried about embarrassing their parents. You got to give that up. That goes back to making people uncomfortable. You got to be okay with making people uncomfortable because you have a mission to fulfill, okay? So number one is the fear of failure. Number two is fear of being different or out of step. Anybody got to start over? This is for people who are like, all right, I'm approaching a certain age. I'm already in my 50s. I'm already in my 40s. I can't be starting over now. I got, 
I retire in a few years. I need to get that retirement. I have like, if you're like afraid of being different, being weird, being out of step, being, being in, in disalignment. So you really do. I 100% agree. Yet once you start moving, you figure things out along the way. You, you really do have to be okay with being different. Different is good. Different is good. When you go to a bookstore and you see all these books, I just took my friend um, Audrea, Audrea Richmond's class, Publishing Like a Pro, it was phenomenal. She had us go to a bookstore. We saw all these different books, like thousands of books are in Barnes and Noble. We have a big Barnes and Noble. We walk in and we're trying to pick out things to get inspiration. Well, the only things that we could gravitate to amongst all the stuff that was on the shelves were the things that were different. Okay. It was the things that were different. And for a lot of you, you have ideas that are unique. You have a perspective that is different. You have a topic that you want to pitch to corporate. And yeah, you need to package it the right way, but there's nothing wrong with being different. And there is no path you need to be on at a certain age. There's just not. There's just not. And so you want to make sure that you're comfortable, you're ready, you're willing, you're willing to be different to be out of step, to be embarrassed, to get your feelings hurt. And let me be honest about this because I hear so many people say, especially people in leadership and shout out to Lindsay and Marshall. She did a phenomenal clubhouse chat on sisterhood over sabotage. But I see so many women in power say like, I don't deal with fear. I'm not afraid of anything. I'd be scared. I like, look, fear does not rule me, but the emotion has run through me before. Let me say it again. Fear does not rule me, but the emotion has run through me before. I have felt fear. I know what that feels like to be putting yourself out there and not know if it's going to work, to leave. I left a $300,000 job and had zero guaranteed contracts. Come on, somebody. I was excited, but I felt fear. And guess what? Because here's the thing. What I felt was fear. What I told myself was I'm excited was this is going to work, was, okay, that's a good feeling. Give yourself six months. Give yourself six months of consistent work. Give yourself six months. I have been in corporate. I have worked in corporate for like, I don't know, a long time. Took a lot of corporate jobs. I gave corporate years of my life. So I was like, yeah, I could give myself six months of consistent effort to see if something was going to work. It doesn't mean that you don't feel fear. It doesn't mean that you're not afraid. I was listening to an interview with Ice Cube. Ice Cube. You know, he got paper and he had paper when he first started acting, but he was talking about how he would get on these sets with all these big actors. And even though he had money and even though he had success and even though he knew he was a celebrity already in starting that portion of his journey, he was afraid of being on set and he would clam up. And the best advice that he said he got, and I want you to lean in, write this down, do whatever you need to do. The best advice he said that he got was like, you cannot clam up. Basically, you need to be yourself and it's critical because if you are not yourself, if you cannot relax enough to be creative, to be innovative, to give them who you really are, you won't make it. You won't make it. And so if you're trying to figure out, man, why isn't it hitting? Why isn't it cracking? Why aren't people vibing with me? Why aren't people buying from me? Why aren't I achieving at the level I know I can achieve? No way God himself put these gifts inside of me and I'm not supposed to do something great. It's because you probably are not showing up fully as who you are, as who you are, not as who anyone else is. And this is why I don't think everyone can even get coaching because some people get coaching and they adopt the personality of the coach or they adopt 
the exact mindset of the coach or they adopt, like they try to be exactly like their coach. No, 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 no. That ain't why you do it. And this is why some people can't take everyone's advice and some people shouldn't be under everyone's leadership. And I'm going to say something that's a little controversial, but I'm going to say it anyways because it needs to be said. If you are being mentored or coached or advised by someone that only wants you to worship them, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. There are some people that have to be adored and have to be worshipped. And if you don't do things exactly the way they say, they will curse your purpose. That's not someone you want to be tied to. I don't know who that's for, but catch that. I really just want to say that because here's the thing. What I consider my job to be as a, a coach and a mentor and someone that people hire to show them the way is I'm just supposed to help you think bigger. Now, I give people swipe files, templates, strategies, all of that, and they can take it. But what I always tell them to do is like, you need to customize it to be your own, not because I'm afraid of someone copying me or I'm afraid of someone like using my exact strategy because it's a secret. No, it's not, it has nothing to do with any of that. I know for a fact, if you don't customize things to be your own, you'll never feel empowered to duplicate the success. Let me repeat it. If you do not customize things and make them your own and hear someone's advice, but put your own spin on it, you will not be empowered to duplicate the success because you will think that it wasn't your success. It wasn't your doing. It was all the coach or the strategist. And you have to be attached to them in order for anything great to happen for you. What a phenomenal mentor does is they stretch your mindset to think bigger, not about them, but about you. Which is why I think it's quite unhealthy for you to make an idol out of any one person. And it's also why when people in, in my programs will say, oh, my goodness, like I am. Um, oh, that's so great. I can't wait to get like you when, when I'm older or whatever. I'm always like, no, 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 no. You do this now. <laughs> you can do this now. You can be great now. It's not about getting like me. It's about getting like the best version of you. I'm just here to help facilitate a process. I'm not here for you to be a carbon copy of me, that won't bless you and those you're called to anyway. I got me covered. My market is way set. You know what I mean? And so what I want everyone watching this to think about is like, all right, who am I at my core? What do I want to put out into the world? And what's stopping me from taking action? Is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear of being different? Is it the fear of rejection? Is it the fear of success? Because guess what? The more you try to be exactly like somebody else, the less success you're going to see in your life. Why? Because your lane can only fit your car. But my lane is full, baby. My lane is full. I take up all the space in my lane. I crush my lane. And guess what? You crush your lane. Now, when I go in your lane, maybe the car will fit, but it's, it ain't going to be the right size. It's not going to have all of the, the gears and whistles that it has when I'm in my lane. My car was perfectly made for my lane. So what I want you to do is put your fingerprint on your own success. And guess what? When you don't like advice that you're given by someone else, that's fine. Take what this is. Let me tell y'all something because I got to go. I got to go negotiate a settlement. I'm about to win it too. Um, here's what I want you all to understand. I really want you all to get this because there's over 7 billion people in the world. I'm not going to reach 7 billion people. I'm not even, 7 billion people won't even like me. Most of them won't. There is a unique 
sound that I believe I activate in people. There are some people who are like, I don't know what it is, but I am just drawn to Ashley. Then people should come work with me, come play with me, come to my event, let me coach them for three days. But then there's other people that like, every time I see her, I just, ooh, I don't like nothing about her. She be changing her hair all the time. She got a lot of personality going on. She doesn't use proper English, but I thought she went to Northwestern. There's some people that are like annoyed by me. And then there's other people that are infuriated by me. But guess what? There's other people that can't get enough. And those are the people that are going to work with me, that are going to help me create legacy for my family, that are going to make a ton of money implementing my strategies because there's trust there. So what I want you to do and what I want you to think about is like, okay, the more I can show up as who I am, the more I will attract the people I'm supposed to attract because I believe there is a sound that only you can release for your people. They going to come when they hear you. If they're not coming, they don't hear you yet. And guess what? It takes 66 days to form a habit. So if you haven't been consistent for 66 days at anything, you can't point to one strategy you've tried for 66 days, day in, day out, over time, then what you're doing? It's not the strategy. It's the fact that you have not implemented enough or consistently enough. How many years were you in school? kindergarten, preschool, high school, college. Some of you all have advanced degrees. You have given institutions decades of your life, but you won't give yourself 66 days of consistency? Come on, that comes back to belief. That comes back to belief. And so I want you to put your sound out to your audience. I want you to show up and guess what? you still going to be a little scared sometimes. And your confidence may not already be there. And someone is going to tell you that what you're doing is bad. What you're doing is stupid. What you're doing won't work. And guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to give it the weight that it deserves and move on. Feel however you need to feel and act anyway. And maybe pitch them again in a different way. The best advice that I've gotten has been from someone who was like, I hated your whole sales process. This was, this wasn't good. This wasn't that she was going in. And I was like, well, tell me more. Why did you think that? And although I didn't like the woman's delivery, she was able to give me some strategy that I was able to implement and close more deals in the future. But here's the thing. Some of you will only listen to people that you like. You have to like what they say. You have to like how they look. You have to like how they sound. You got to like how they smell. You got to like how they were raised. You got to like what school they went to. And that's dumb. Let me tell you what's smart. I can learn from anyone. It doesn't matter their background. It doesn't matter how they say it because I know how to properly place people's opinions. So if you, if you can't hear from different people and get different insights and take what's good and leave what's bad, it's because you don't know how to place people's opinion. It doesn't mean take it to heart and allow it to change your perception of yourself. It does mean see if there's something you can get out of it. And I say this all the time, if you're in a corporation and you're on a job, see what you can get out of it, see what you can learn because you got people to help. You have lives to change, your voice matters and what you need to start doing is putting your sound out into the earth. So if this was good, if this was helpful, share it with someone who can get something out of it. And what I also want you all to do, if you enjoyed this, join me at Speaker Ready Cash Live. Allow me to coach you for three days. I know it'll change your life if you let it. So go to speakerreadycash.com slash event because look, we got things to do this year before this year is up. We have things to do. So I want to be a part of your process and help you facilitate some big change. If you're a speaker, thought leader, consultant, or anyone else that wants to make corporate selling, corporate clients, college clients, and speaking a part of your revenue stream, then you need to be at Speaker Ready Cash Live. Share this video out, tag a friend that needs this encouragement, and I'll see y'all later.
All right, wasn't that interview amazing? If you're anything like me, you have pages full of notes. But here's the thing. Before you head out, I want you to go to Facebook.com and join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. That is where I am. That's where a ton of other speakers are, a ton of other people who listen to the show. All We all congregate there and chat. And it's 100% free. Now, if you're ready to take your speaking career to the next level, I have two ways for you to do that. One, you can go to AshleyNicoleKirkwood.com slash SYWTC live replay and pick up the live replay. That training is seven modules, chock full of information. It's crazy. Go over there, read all about it. Or if you want a more personal experience, you're already, you already know that you want to be a speaker. You're ready to fully commit and you want someone to walk you through it and save you tons of time googling and doing it on your own then book a vip day with me you can go to ashleynicolekirkwood.com scroll down until you see the vip day section and get more information on that there all right thank you guys again for watching please do not forget to leave us a review that is how we keep this train rolling and get some of the best speakers in the world to get on this show so please 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 leave a review Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram and Facebook in the Speaker Way to Cash group, Instagram at, at the Ashley Nicole Show. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you and say hi. All right, y'all have an awesome, awesome day.